ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकाया चक्षुर श्री गुरुवे नम भगवद performing everything in consideration of time place and the performer deshe kale cha patre cha he mentions these three things the place the time and the person during the course of one's life one is supposed to go through different samskaras navavidha samskara there are nine main kinds of samskara samskara means reformatory process and there are others also the whole vedic system is meant for reformation because janmana jayate shudra everyone is born on the level of shudra shudra means yashochati iti shudra who laments he is a shudra so everyone in this material world is lamenting therefore in the gita lord krishna says brahma bhuta prasannatma nashochati nakamchati when one comes to the transcendental platform he neither laments nor desires but everyone on the material platform they're always lamenting and hankering they're desiring if i could have this if i could gain such an object then i would be happy if only i could do this if only i could get that these are material desires and they are endless haya maya ardas kari nana abhilash as soon as one comes in the atmosphere of maya and becomes the servant of maya then he has many 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 desires on the i don't think this year but in the previous years in the indian railways train at a glance trains at a glance you'll see on the back cover or somewhere thereabouts a picture of a young man and a young woman with a young child lamenting with a sad look on their face why we have all the good things in life all the good things that life can offer we have a two wheeler sitting on their bajaj or whatever it may be luna we have a two wheeler we have a vcr but we don't have a home of our own therefore shochit they lamented but then comes the solution to all your problems take a loan with some company i didn't bother to read that for which company this because i'm not making a home of my own but this is the typical maya that we have everything but only if we could just get this one thing then we would be happy <coughs> that prophet described he there's one bengali song i can't remember exactly the words now but it said that uh, what is it koshta kare ghar banaya kintu dukha ache je sab phuriya gelo is that with great difficulty we build a house our all our dream of our house we build a house and then unfortunately as soon as we built it it all burned down to the ground <laughs> so this is material life we are lamenting for what we lost and hankering for what we could have that also prabhat gave another good example what is that dili kaladu jokaya jopista ajo nakaya wo bhi pista dili kaladu prabhat is not exactly a ladu you know what that means exactly prostitute it means prostitute yes something sweet from delhi because the people are living in the country and they're living at home and their wife is watching them very nicely but when they go to delhi for some business or whatever 
they may go to eat some ladus, something sweet. In other words, they may visit the red light district. So, who has tasted? They're lamenting. That I, when I went to Delhi, I enjoyed. Now I've come back to my village and I've only got my wife. And I already enjoyed her so many times, so it's not enjoyable anymore. And those who didn't enjoy yet, they're thinking, if only I could enjoy it, then I would be happy. So hankering and lamenting. This is Shudra platform, animal platform. Sometimes the dog, his tail is like this. Sometimes the dog, his tail is like that. When he's out on the, you see the dogs, generally in India, the dogs in the daytime, their tail is down because everyone is throwing stones at them, kicking them. And at night, if you go on the street at night, you'll see their tail is up because they're barking and thinking, now I am the king because no one is there to throw stones at them except me. I get up in the night and throw stones at them. They're thinking, and now I am God. So this is dog platform, hankering and lamenting, sometimes happy, sometimes sad. But the Vedic culture is to teach us to come to the transcendental platform. Beyond birth and death. It means beyond hankering and lamentation. To come to the platform. Brahma Bhuta, spiritual platform. When we understand, I'm not this body, I'm eternal spirit soul. I'm the servant of Krishna. Then there's no unhappiness. Jeev Krishna Das Epishas Kordleta Ardu Konai. As soon as we understand I'm the servant of Krishna, there's no more un unhappiness. Vishvam Purna Sukhayate. Generally we think, as Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that this world is a miserable place. And it's true, it is miserable. It's not that it's not miserable, it is miserable. Krishna is not just saying it. It's not that Krishna is in a bad mood and he's just lamenting. Oh, this world is miserable. Like a, a karmi may. Oh, this world is miserable. But then he gets some money. Oh, it's not so bad. And then again, he loses all his money. It's miserable. This is hankering and lamenting. Duality. This is the world of duality. But Krishna is giving the absolute platform that yes, it is miserable. Just like uh, there was one TV program quite a few years ago, maybe 17 years ago. Hridayananda Maharaj was on that. So they had the compare. What do you call that? Compare? The, the guy in the middle, the referee. There was a debate. Someone was attacking the Hare Krishna movement. That you're too negative. You say that this world is miserable and Hridayananda Maharaj is saying, well, actually it is miserable because you, you have to get born, you have to get diseased, you have to get old and then you have to die. So this is miserable. So the opponent, he has to argue the opposite, whatever it is. Just like in the, in the parliament, whatever one party says, the other has to say the, the opposite. Even if the party says a good thing, which isn't very common, they have to say something opposite. So he's saying, no, no, no. This is natural, it's not miserable, old age, death, it's not so bad. And then the compare, who's supposed to be neutral, he said, actually you're talking nonsense. These things are miserable, how can you deny it? So actually it is miserable. Material life is miserable, but then in another vision, for the pure devotee of Krishna, someone who's got the glance, little glance of mercy from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then Vishvam Purna Sukhayate, everything becomes blissful. How is it possible if there's birth, death, old age and disease? Because the pure devotee, he's not affected by birth, death, old age and disease. He's not affected by adibhotik, adidaivik, adhyatmic, duk, the different kinds of miseries. That doesn't mean that when it's raining, he may not go out with an umbrella. Misery is there, the rain is pouring down. 
still he'll go with an umbrella. Why? Because if we're in this material atmosphere, we have to maintain the material body for serving Krishna. But for himself, he's not affected. He's Padma Patram Ivam Vasa. He's just like the lotus leaf is in the water, but not affected by the water. Even if the water drops on, immediately it will fall off again. Transcendental position. So Krishna is te- then how Vishvam Purna Sukhayate? Because he sees everywhere. Krishna. He sees this is the kingdom of God. Just like if the king or the governor goes on a tour of the prison, it doesn't mean he's a prisoner. It doesn't mean he's suffering under the conditions of the prison. Rather, when he goes there, they'll make some special arrangement, bring him some nice food, and treat him with all respect. Whereas the prisoner is being shoved out, you rascal, beaten with sticks, put in the cell, starved. Of course, modern prison life means they give you a TV and all these things. But prison is a suffering condition. But if the governor goes to the prison, it doesn't mean that he's become a prisoner, or if a respectable citizen is brought on a tour. So in the same way, if pure devotee is in this material world, he's not affected by the conditions of the material world. He's always in transcendental bliss. So these Vedic ceremonies, they are meant for sanskar, reformation, purification, so that we can gradually come to realize that I have nothing to do with this material world. I'm an eternal servant of Krishna. I don't belong here. It's just like I was saying the other day. We're all suffering from amnesia. Amnesia means forgetful condition. You forget. Who is my wife? Where is my home? Who are my friends? Who am I? There are different levels of amnesia. So the treatment for amnesia is to put the person into the atmosphere in which he's accustomed to. And then he'll gradually remember that, oh yes, this is my home, this is my wife, and all these things. So the Vedic ceremonies, they are for materialistic people to gradually wake them up to the reality. Because materialistic people, they're addicted to such things. Here we have uh, ceremonies to perform, be performed with one's wife, on one's own birthday, or on the birthday of one's children. Actually, most of these sanskars, they're based around children because people are attached, generally people are attached to children. I mean, not, not the, the uh, sannyasis and brahmacharis, but the, the majority of people in society are householders. So naturally they're attached to their children. So the Vedic ceremonies, that they are meant for putting your attachment to the children into a context whereby our Krishna consciousness can be revived. So everyone's thinking, how my children can have, how can they be benefited? So the, the highest benefit is to come in contact with Krishna. So all these Vedic ceremonies, they bring us in contact with Krishna. There are different at the time of birth, there is a ceremony. There's, then there is a calculating the horoscope. That's called Jatakarana. And then name-giving ceremony. That, ca- that comes then. Anna Prashanda, giving the first rice. Vidyarambha, these are all the different sanskars. Vidyarambha means beginning, education, even before birth. Garbhadan, the ceremony for producing a good child. So all these ceremonies, they are done in connection with Krishna and his devotees. On all these ceremonies, the learned brahmanas will be called to perform the ceremonies according to time, place and circumstance, choosing the auspicious time. 
and they will perform ceremonies and they will chant mantras and perform rituals which will benefit the child by invoking the blessings of Lord Krishna. And then the brahmanas are fed. And this is the Vedic culture that children from the beginning, they grow up learning how to center their lives on Krishna and how to respect his devotees. So how much important it is bringing up children in Krishna consciousness, just like you see these little children, if they're trained to bow down before the Vaishnavas, to bow down before Krishna, then it, it will be an automatic thing. I've seen in Bangladesh, many times you might have heard me say this, that the young children, even if a sadhu comes, they'll see, immediately they'll bow down, because they're trained like that. Or if they don't know how to bow down, the parents will bow down. Automatically, you'll see, they follow automatically. Parents bow down, automatically. The children bow down. So these ceremonies are there. Now in the modern age, we have happy birthday to you. We have birthday ceremonies in which the person who is born on that day, they are made the center of attention. But actually, for a birthday ceremony, what should happen is the person whose birthday it is, they should invite brahmanas and feed them and they should offer something to the deities. In other words, the per that person is honored also, but more important, he should honor Lord Krishna. This is how birthday ceremony should be performed. So there are many different ceremonies, and even today there are many rules governing them, just like here it's mentioned, funeral ceremony. Now, Gita Mataji was to be initiated today, but as her husband's aunt died two days ago, and they're doing the non-Vedic thing of bringing her body, although flying her body from Mysore so that she can be burned here. Though actually when someone dies, the body is supposed to be, all the rituals are supposed to be finished immediately. You have to be ready. And if you're not ready, you have to, anyway, you have to do it. If someone dies after sunrise, they have to be, all the ceremonies have to be finished before sunset. And if they die after sunset, everything has to be finished before sunrise. That is the rule. Don't hang around, decorate the body, call all the people, get it over quick. Otherwise, what will happen is, the spirit who was encased in that body, if, they, if, they, if it's not all finished quickly, they'll remain, the spirit soul that remains, even after leaving the body, remains in the area of the body. And then if he's not quickly, if that's not quickly done, then he'll become attached and not leave. And he'll, he, may, he may think, I never died, and he'll remain as a ghost. And the ghost will stay, for, even sometimes for hundreds of years, thinking, I never died. Someone may be waiting for their husband to come back or something like that. They never realized. Because Maya is so strong. That attachment is so strong. So there are certain, everything is detailed in the Vedic literatures. Everything is taken into consideration what is, for the benefit of human society. Therefore, we are so much grateful to Vyasadi. Today they are calling this Vyasa Puja. Why? Because the spiritual master is supposed to represent Vyasadi by teaching what is in the Vedic literatures according to time, place and circumstance for the benefit of the disciple. The name is given Vyasa Puja because Vyasa is so, we're so much grateful to him because he has given the Vedic literatures which govern every aspect of human life for our purification and ultimately for taking us back to Godhead. Maya Mukta Jiva Nahi Svata Krishna Gyan Jivere Kripa Koile Krishna Ved Puran The living beings who are in Maya, Maya Mukta, they're in Maya. They're on the level of Shudras. Therefore, they, 
Shudras means, animal means, they simply without any direction. They don't know what is proper and what is not proper. They don't know what is for their own benefit. Therefore, Krishna, being very kind to the living beings, has come in the form of Vyasadeva and compiled all these books which give directions for all people in all statuses of life how to become purified. Prabhupada one time, there was one professor in, I believe, Calcutta, Jadapur University, Calcutta. So he was saying that uh, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he is like a modern incarnation of Vyas. Otherwise, how could he write so many books and giving the clear point so, spiritual master is representative of Vyas because he does the work of Vyas, which is to spread this knowledge which Vyasadeva has given. So that also, who is going out and preaching, spreading this knowledge, they are also doing the work of Vyas. We are all followers of Vyas in disciplic succession. That Prabhupada several times said that book distribution, this is the guru's business. And guru is supposed to see to this and supposed to see that his disciples do this, how the books are going out. Books means the knowledge, the, the essential knowledge. Anyone who gets these books, we have so much experience how people's lives are changing by taking these books because people don't have any direction. Here we see ideal family life. People don't know. People are so much confused. It's, it's lamentable how people, they get married with all good hopes, and they're thinking, we'll live happily ever after. But because their attachment is only based on some sentiment, they don't have proper guidance, then they don't know how to live, even as husband and wife. Because husband and wife relationship must be based on service to Krishna. must be based on a higher ideal. At least the sense of responsibility must be there. Otherwise, if it's as in the modern age, the whole modern age, everything is simply based upon sense gratification. Therefore, the family life... The the, the family institution is a doomed institution. Just uh, like in the West now, there is no family life. Even if people, they, they may live in a home. They may live in a house together. But that's not family life. Even the birds and the snakes, they live in some kind of hole or some nest. But that, you may say that's family. But that really family means where everyone is living together with cooperating for a higher ideal, for the service of Krishna. But people have no such idea. They're simply living like animals. They have, they have no idea how to live happily. Therefore, husband, naturally, husband and wife, there may be some friction that may be there. It may, it may also not be. But uh, many times we see people's homes. They're absolutely miserable. They, they got married thinking they would be happy. But more times than not, it's, of course, intrinsically family life because it is of this material world, so it is of... Misery must be there. But uh, even within family life, there can be happy family life if it's Krishna-centered. But so many times you see people that, especially in the Western countries, and whatever is in the West is coming here now also, people that are completely miserable. This, this realization we have when we go distributing books door-to-door -door in the Western countries. You did this? And people open their door and it's just like... It's just like a big wave of misery comes out of the door. A woman opens, lady opens the door and there's the TV is on far too loud. Boom, boom, boom. You can hear this. Boom, boom. It's some, some normal movie, people punching each other. 
and at the same time there's some rock music is playing too loud and then the kids are shouting and yelling at each other and the husband's inside the house yelling at them trying to keep them quiet and the mother opens the door with a look of complete harassment on her face and you can't help feeling sorry for the people that they're, they're, they're suffering so much or even you, you go in their house and you see their home is generally the karmis in the modern age they fill their homes full of all kinds of junk in the western world they buy hundreds of toys because they think they have no idea how to keep the children happy so they think that we should just buy the children more and more toys the, uh, the society is set up like that, that they, they, they say buy your children buy your children so they buy more and more toys and they buy one toy one week and after two days they're fed up with it so they have to buy another toy and they buy all kinds of machines and most of them are broken but because they're attached they don't throw it away so half their house is filled up with complete junk there's completely you open the cupboards and there's just all kinds of garbage in there which are some toy some game some machine which they don't use and all kinds of clothes 50 pairs of shoes and they they think why am I not happy they're just filling up their home there's no space to move in the home it's full of all this garbage and they're just in this illusion that I will buy more and more things and then I'll become happy they have no idea that happiness means you center your life on Krishna so that's why we see many times people get these books and their lives change because they're ready for a change they're suffering so much some people are a little more intelligent they realize they're suffering but they have no idea how to get free from suffering even some of them may be intelligent enough to know that this whole modern society it's nonsense therefore they want to they don't want to follow the way of life that the society is giving them they want to live a little differently they want to eat only organic food and they don't want to be cruel to animals but they've no, what is the root problem they have no idea that the forgetfulness of Krishna they have no idea until someone comes and wakes them up no one can understand Krishna that is the system Krishna has set up that Krishna wants that it, one thing Krishna wants that his devotees will do something in this world to show that they love him Krishna doesn't, he's, Krishna doesn't think that it's enough simply to especially in this age Krishna has come as Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he doesn't accept that it's enough simply to say that you are my devotee but you have to do you have to follow his instruction Jare Tare Kaha Krishna Upadesh Amar Guru wherever you go whoever you meet instruct them in the science of Krishna Krishna wants his devotees to go and wake people up they have no hope of being woken up unless the devotees take the effort to go place to place, town to town, village to village, door to door, and wake them up. Krishna has given this responsibility to his devotees. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the supreme personality of Godhead. If he wants, just by his wish, he can deliver everyone back to Godhead. Just like Vasudev Datta, he was a great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, he made this petition to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that please. Uh, everyone is in this material world is suffering their sinful reactions so kindly transfer all their sinful reactions to me and I will suffer eternally one after I will suffer all their reactions and you take them all back to Godhead and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said there's no need for you to suffer all the reactions just because you have such a pure desire 
and all the living entities in the universe can be delivered. So that is the desire of a devotee, that is the desire of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He can deliver everyone just by his wish, but he wants that his devotees will also be glorified. Just like I was telling that, someone was saying that why Prabhupada is preaching in the Western world. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if he wanted to preach in the West, he would have gone there himself. He could have done, he's God. But he didn't. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't want preaching in the Western world. This is someone's strange logic, very strange. So Prabhupada, when he heard this, they were blaming him. You're doing something wrong. This is against Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to preach in the West. These are the so-called devotees of Lord Chaitanya. So Prabhupada said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't preach in the Western world because he wanted to give me the credit. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying that I'm only one person. I'm a gardener. I'm gardening the tree of devotional service. I'm bringing up this tree. But there are so many fruits. How many can... How many can I pick myself? How many can I distribute myself? Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I order every person in this universe to accept this Krishna consciousness movement and distribute it. It is the duty of everyone who has accepted Krishna consciousness, according to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's order, to also distribute it. And you may say, well, who am I to distribute Krishna consciousness? Who is anyone in this Kali Yoga? Who am I to sit on this big seat and have a Vyasa Puja sermon? But that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's order. That everyone should accept this Krishna Consciousness Movement and distribute it. And by distributing it, then we become qualified with the, with the mercy of, by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We're not qualified. How are we qualified? We become qualified by following the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then whatever is lacking in us, he makes up for that. This whole movement is running on mercy, on the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is received through Guru Parampara. And this mercy has to be distributed. And when the mercy is distributed, then it increases. The more we go door to door, town to town, village to village, and distribute these books and preach the message of Lord Chaitanya, then the more the mercy increases. And then we have another problem. Now we have a problem in India that there's so much interest in Krishna consciousness. There's so much scope for this movement. We don't have enough preachers to take up the work. Wherever we go, we find people are ready for Krishna consciousness. It's just like there's good soil. Uh, and it's good, the soil is good. The land is prepared. The rains have come. Now there's so much, Now you plant any seed, it will come up. But we need more farmers to do the work. So those who are the farmers, they have to be busy. There's so much to do in this Krishna conscious movement. So much scope to deliver people back to Godhead. This delivering people back to Godhead, usually that may take millions of lifetimes. The whole universe is filled with living entities and among them, very, very few are going back to Godhead. Very few are even interested in going back to Godhead. But now we see the golden age predicted by Lord Chaitanya is coming in. There's so many people who are interested in Krishna consciousness all over the world. Wherever we go, we can, a little bit of preaching, wherever you go, a little bit of preaching and so many people will come. So much interest is there. So now it is the duty of those who are in Krishna consciousness to take this opportunity for so many years, actually, when this movement was starting, 
It was so much struggle. So much struggle. When we first came to India, there were so many difficulties. Hardly any Indian devotees were joining. Even those who were joining, not many stayed. Many people had doubts about this movement because in the press they were saying, CIA, this is American spy organization. Very strange idea. It's amazing how people believed it. They did. Many people believed it. And there's a lot of opposition that how can Westerners be devotees? How, they can't be Brahmanas. A lot of opposition. A lot of skepticism. They're just doing it now, but they won't do it very long. It's just a fashion. Prabhupada was therefore he was pushing, build these temples. Build this Bombay temple. Build this Mayapur project. Build Vrindavan temple. Because then people will see, we have something solid. We're not just... We're not just dancing white elephants. We're not just doing some circus act. But there's something solid. We have some... Building a big temple means you're serious. So those days were very difficult. A lot of skepticism. And even the Mayavad, you may think it's pretty strong now, but even it was much worse then. Now it's, in many ways, it's, it's easier now. Our movement is well accepted. Many people are joining. So take advantage now. So many years the groundwork was going on. Still it's groundwork. It's not that we're not in the pioneering stage. Still our movement is pioneering movement. Therefore, that was, there, there, are so many, there may be so many problems there. Well, you expect there may be problems if you're trying to promote purity in the land of impurity, then definitely there'll be problems. If you're trying to preach Krishna consciousness, definitely there'll be problems, because one thing is the demons won't like it. So we can expect problems. We're a pioneering movement. We're bringing in a revolution, bringing in Krishna consciousness in the Western countries, or even in India nowadays, bringing in the real thing. It's making a revolution. The whole world is going for sense gratification. And we are saying no meat-eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no intoxication. And how many people would you expect to join a movement which is promoting no meat-eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no intoxication, no tea, no coffee, no television? You can watch Krishna conscious programs, the few that are there. But no TV, just like I was in Dubai the other day. They said, well... What's the harm with TV? Just sometimes for relaxation or entertainment. It's very difficult for people to understand that this is, you're importing a demon into your home to take you to... They don't understand. So this is revolutionary. How many people would you expect to take this up? If we stand on a... No meat eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no tea, no coffee... No pan, no pan parag, no pan masala, none of these things. No, no illicit sex. We're not going to get crowds just like this ashram. He's getting lakhs of people. They're not going to bring lakhs of people because they listen to us. We're not providing sense gratification. We're providing, don't do, actually we don't say all these things immediately, but everyone knows. That's why people are afraid. Oh, my son will join the Hare Krishna movement. Then his life will be spoiled. He can't enjoy life. That I was saying last night, that people, they say, well, we don't want to, uh, how can we give up meat? Then we won't have strength for sex. 
So they're, th they're thinking your life, will, materialistic people think your life will be spoiled. Therefore they don't like their children to join this Krishna conscious movement. But they're joining, not only children, all the people also. We see people 70 years old, all their life they knew nothing about Krishna. And then they get a book and all of a sudden at the age of 70 you don't expect the old bamboo to bend. But not only is it bending but completely changing. This shows there's some potency in this movement. It's not simply some sentiment. It's very, very powerful. The mercy of Lord Chaitanya is very, very powerful. And it's having its effect. Prabhupada many times said, distribute these books, the effect will be there. You will see the effect in course of time. Many times our devotees, not the fixed up ones, but many, they used to say, well, what is the effect of distributing these books? We distributed so many books, we don't see anything. But now we see that wherever we go, we, can, we speak about Krishna consciousness. People are ready to take it up. So we need devotees to take this up, set the example. Dharma sthapam hetu shadur prabhaha. Religion is established in the world by the devotees. People read in the books about devotional life. And if they actually see people who are following, then they also become inspired. That, well, I can also do it. Just like I remember when I first joined this movement, they gave me beads and said, now you have to chant 16 rounds and get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And my initial thought was, well, how can I do that? But then I looked at all the other devotees and I saw, well, they're all coming from an ordinary background like me. They're not, they didn't fly in from the heavenly planets. Probably they did in their previous lives, but... I saw they were just people like me. They're doing it, so I can also do it. So people, they get inspiration. If they see the devotees, that he's doing it, why can't I do it? If they see Western people chanting Hare Krishna, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Or if they, many times, I saw our householder preachers also, that it's also very effective. That people, one thing they may, if householders see, Brahmacharis and sannyasis, they may think, well, they're brahmacharis and sannyasis. They're very special. But I'm just a householder. How can I do it? But when they see that householder, he's also doing He also has his home. He also has his children. He also has his whatever problems are there in family life. He's also doing And they take inspiration. Yeah, I can also do it. So we need now many, many, many devotees to take this up very seriously. Live the life of Krishna consciousness and preach this to others. All fronts, the main front, push the book distribution and also go speak to people, distribute prasad. We have so many programs. All these programs, it's like a great sanskar. We're talking about sanskar. Sanskar means a reformatory ceremony, something which is done to help purify people. So the main sanskar, the most important sanskar is diksha, initiation. Sanskarat bhavet dvija by the diksha understand by the diksha sanskar by initiation one becomes accepted as twice born everyone is born in this material world janmana jayate shudra everyone is born on the level of a shudra but by sanskar by reformation he becomes twice born in which the father is the spiritual master and the mother is the spiritual knowledge he gives in the Vedas so, this is the most important reformatory ceremony. And 
All the other ceremonies we are doing, all the, what are we doing? Book distribution, prasad distribution, opening temples, all these different things. They are meant for reforming people. Just like before Diksha, there is some... Uh, what is that called? What is that? I'm just not now remembering. The Pura Purvascharya, yes. Activities which are performed to prepare one to take Diksha. Diksha is not exactly just sitting in a ceremony, but it means acceptance of a change of heart, change of life. So there are Purvascharya, there are activities which purify the person to prepare them for Diksha. So all these activities in Krishna consciousness, going out, preaching, distributing books, they are meant for changing people's way of thinking so that they can also come in, be initiated. And then we go on with the reading books, distributing books, Harinam, all these things. It goes on, purifying, purifying, purifying. Our movement is an export-orientated movement. We are meant for, we've imported just like you see, they have these uh, industrial areas. They import raw materials from outside. They may import iron ore from China or something like this. And then they process it and then they export it. So our movement is Golokara Premdhan Harinam Ashankita. This Harinam this is imported from the spiritual world. So we're importing that. And then by the process of Krishna consciousness, we're exporting everyone back, finished product, to the spiritual world. The Lord, Supreme Personality of Godhead, He very kindly comes in the form of His holy name. Kali Kali. Nama Rupe Krishna Avatar, Nam Hoite Hoi Sarva Jagate Nishta. In this age of Kali, Lord Krishna has come in the form of His holy name. And by the power of the holy name, the whole universe is meant for deliverance. So Krishna has come in the form of the holy name and he has come. And by that chanting, Chaito Darpana Marjanam, the heart is cleansed. And when the heart is cleansed, then we go chanting, chanting, chanting back to the spiritual world. So this is the whole process of Krishna consciousness. Here is given in this chapter, ideal family life. Whatever situation you're in, maybe family man, you may be brahmachari, whatever situation you're in, according to your situation, Take up this Krishna consciousness, distribute it to others, spread it to others, and prepare ourselves for going back home, back to Godhead. Hare Krishna. Is there any question? Yes. At least in India, many studies have shown that because of the high popularity of television, people have literally stopped reading books. So, has the time come to shift our attention from book distribution to television-based programs? No. Because we're not distributing stupid books like the Karmis are distributing. These books are Krishna. They're non-different from Krishna. Krishna has his way. When the books go in people's homes, they may sit the time will come, someone will read them because Krishna is in everyone's heart also. So, Krishna inspires people to read these books. We also do TV preaching, but we're not going to stop book distribution under any circumstances. Once a devotee said, he sent a letter to Prabhupada saying that someone had told, one devotee had told him that in future the people will become so demoniac 
that we'll have to stop book distribution. Prabhupada wrote back and said, which rascal said that? Our book distribution will never stop. Rather, it will increase. <laughs>